0: Say, do you have challenges in your life? Maybe difficulties in relationships, at work, or in your marriage, or with your kids? Who doesn't, right? Or maybe you have traumas from the past that just won't go away. Then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Goodbye Past Hello Purpose podcast, where we provide wisdom, insight, and tools to help you overcome life's challenges and live a life of joy. I'm your host, Debbie Kaminski, a speaker, author, and coach. Now sit back, turn up the volume, and join us because you don't want to miss what's up next. Well, welcome back to part two of If This Is My New Normal, What's Next? Today, we're going to talk about bust the blues. That's right. So I'm Debbie Kaminsky. I'm the owner of Goodbye Past Hello Purpose. What a time we're in, right, with this pandemic. You know, I saw there was such a need out there with people getting anxious and and the possibility of easily moving into kind of some depression and the blues because of being at home and not being able to find toilet paper and, and not being able to get out and, and get a little retail therapy or go to the movies or whatever it is that you like to do. And so I saw this need and I wanted to give you, I wanted you to thrive through this, not just survive through it. So I set to work to create this series and it's a three-part series. If this is my new normal, what's next? The three parts, part one is fend off fear. Part two is bust the blues. Part three is to choose faith over fear. Yesterday, or over the weekend actually, I did fend off fear and gave three tools for the Thrive Toolbox. In part one, I went over choose what goes into your mind, have your feelings is number two, and then number three was choose what goes into your body. So those are the first three, three tools in your Thrive Toolkit, and today, In part two, in Bust the Blues, we're gonna go over four more tools that you can add to your toolkit. So let's get started. Hey, you know, this is a crisis. And whenever we're in a crisis, our brain, well, in general, our brain tries to make sense of things and tries to figure out what is going on. You know, Henry Cloud is a clinical psychologist. He's the best-selling author of the book, Boundaries. If you haven't read that, I highly recommend it. He has many books, Boundaries for Teens, Boundaries in Marriage, I believe is one of them. Good, good, good information. So Dr. Henry Cloud, and I was listening to him speak this last week, and he talked about this pandemic and how it's affecting us. And he gave this great example. He said, you know, when you're hungry, you go to the fridge and you open the fridge, get your food out and close it. And then the next time you're hungry, you go back to the fridge, you open the fridge, you get your food out, and you you know you do that over and over and over again. You know that's just what you can do. Until one day when you go to the fridge and there's a couch parked in front of it, what do you do? Well, what happens is your mind registers that there's an error, and so it goes into high alert. And, and, and so it sets out to fix it, right? And what do you do? You remove the couch so you can get back into the fridge because you definitely want to get what's on the inside of the fridge so our mind goes into high alert registering that this is an error and in those situations typically we can we can fix something we can go to work but right now in this pandemic our mind is registering all of this is an error stores are closed, we're not going to work, we have no income, we can't go outside, there's no toilet paper when you need it. And we can't fix these problems. So how do we override these errors is the question. I'm gonna give you four tools today that you can pop into your your toolkit, bust the blues. Um, And now if you missed Fend Off Fear, part one, make sure you go back, you can find you can find Goodbye Past, Hello Purpose on over four on, excuse me, on over 12 platforms on Spotify, Anchor, Google, Apple. And you can also go to my webpage at goodbyepast.com and click on the podcast tab at the top of the page. And that will take you right to my podcasts. So make sure you listen to Fend Off Fear because that's got lots of great information in it. The first tool I'm gonna give you here in in Bust the Blues is tool number four, and it is to stay connected. In this pandemic time, we have to stay connected. We've been given, I think, wrong information when they say uh, we have to social distance because the truth is we don't have to social distance. We have to pay attention to our physical distance so that we don't infect each other is the message that we're getting from our government. Just replacing those words, social distance becomes physical distance, can change a lot about how you feel because the truth is we need socialization. We need connection for emotional and physical health. We all know that babies are happier when they're held, and there's data that shows when they're worn on mom's bodies, they're happier, they're more content, they're calmer. And, and babies who are held more and carried on mom's bodies have bigger brains, so they're smarter. Isn't that cool? Because they get these feel-good hormones, the endorphins, released in their bodies on a regular basis. We need social connection we need physical closeness too so it's really important in this time to find ways to get that met you know just a little data for you to reinforce this idea during back in the 40s in Nazi Germany you know an effort to create a super race they took these babies uh, that they thought were perfectly perfect they were perfect genetically and they took these babies and they put them in a nursery and they didn't touch them except if they needed to be fed or changed they got no holding they got no physical connection because they didn't want to interfere with what they had because they were considered to be the perfect babies but instead what happened was catastrophic these babies were deformed they became deformed they became mentally ill they became sick and some even died that shows us we need physical touch. There's another study that was done, Harlow's Monkeys. He did it with baby rhesus monkeys. And and he was wondering if bonding was truly important. And bonding defined as physical closeness with emotional openness. So he wondered if just a baby needs its physiological needs met, like to be fed, or if they actually needed more. And these babies were taken away from their moms at 6 to 12 hours after birth. What Harlow did was design two inanimate mama monkeys. They were the surrogate monkeys. Mom number one was made of heavy wire, and mom number two was wood covered with a te- was actually wood with terry cloth covering the figure. Both of the babies could feed from these figures. But they found out that the babies preferred the cloth covered surrogate over the wire covered. They would go for that comfort and they were more affectionate with that and all of that. So it's important that we just know that we need that that physical closeness. It feels good to have that softness. They were better adjusted babies too, but that's actually a whole different program or a whole different uh, podcast for another time. The secondary piece of this study, however, was that these babies, as they grew up, they grew up with all kinds of dysfunction. They would have these anger outbursts and sexual dysfunction, and they they were not good parents, and it got worse from generation to generation. The point is, bonding is physical closeness with emotional openness, and the point is that we need physical closeness. We need openness. That's why when they put out this stay at home thing, I just was very nervous about that, especially for our elderly, they need to be connected. We need touch, we need hugs, we need closeness. So the truth is that we need socialization and we need closeness. We need to, at this time, intellectualize this and realize that our physical distancing is only temporary and that it's for safety and health reasons And we need to make sure we're loving and cuddling up with those that are around us. So make sure you're getting your 20-second hugs. I posted something about that the other day. It just allows those feel-good hormones to release. We need physical closeness and socialization for emotional and physical health. The next part of this is that we need to socially connect through electronics. What a great age we live in, isn't it? We have FaceTime, we have Zoom, always phone calls. And it's it's really important that you know just hearing somebody's voice that you love and care about can release feel-good hormones in your body. Or seeing somebody's face that means something to you can release those feel-good hormones in your body. So we wanna make sure we're staying connected. That's tool number four, stay connected. Replace social distancing in your vocabulary with physical distancing. Realize it's temporary. And of course we need to protect the vulnerable, so we will do that. But we need to be social, we need to stay connected, we need to use our electronics to be connected, and we need to make sure we're getting these social connections made on a daily basis. got a little frog there in my throat. Sorry about that. All right, tool number five. We're going to, we really need to work at developing a positive mindset. Listen, I used to think, whatever, PMA, positive mental attitude, whatever. I don't feel that way right now. I can't make myself feel that way. You know, life is hard. Things are difficult, blah, blah, blah. And that's not true. You always, and I always have control over what mindset we take on when we face anything. Mindset has so much to do with mood, and I'm living proof of that. Listen, as a therapist, my job is to figure out when you come to me what's wrong and how to fix it. So whenever I am chatting with people that are looking for fixing their relationship, their marriage, their their whatever, their job, I'm looking for what needs, what's wrong and what needs fixing. Right. When I started changing it up, well, I got to tell you this first, (laughs) I've done that often with my husband as well. It's like, oh my gosh, can you just like, you got a nose hair hanging out. That's driving me nuts. Or can you just put your dishes in the dishwasher or, you know, it's always what he didn't do right. And in the last four months, I've really been focusing on that and on this, this changing it up to a positive mindset and focusing instead on what he does right, not what he does wrong. And honestly, within a matter of days, it, it changed how I felt about him and changed our marriage. I was kind of blown away by that. So that's why I'm bringing this to you because your mindset matters and you do have control over it. Look, it it takes 21 days to change a habit, whether you make a good habit or a bad habit. So start taking captive your thoughts. Replace your negative ones like, it's going to be a horrible day. I'm so bored. I can't stand my children or my husband or my wife or whatever it is. Replace those with something positive. It's going to be a great day. And what can I find fun or interesting or helpful? to do today instead of being so bored. Or, I love my child's ice cream face. Finding the positive will change up your mood and your relationship and how you feel in the moment. And I want you to know it truly is a choice on your part. We always have a choice about how we respond, so change it up. The other thing I want you to do when we talk about mindset is to think about how you can be mindful. So get comfortable. We're going to do a little bit of a breathing exercise. And I just want you to take like three deep breaths right now. And I'll do that with you. And as you do, start to feel your body. Feel what you're sitting on. Feel that pushing against you or where your arms are resting. Feel the floor beneath your feet. Let your feet really connect with the floor. Feel any tightness in your body. And as you breathe out imagine you're able to breathe out that tightness and let your body just relax a little bit more this is teaching your body to be mindful it's teaching you to be in the moment and when you're in the moment you're present with the people that are around you you become more aware of things in your environment. Being mindful is so important in your day-to-day activity. Now, as you sit here in the moment, you might be aware that you feel a stirring of some feelings. That happens when we stop sometimes and that's why some people stay busy, busy, busy because they don't want to feel any negative feelings. Well, listen, feelings are just feelings. And there are basically five feelings. Every other feeling is an offshoot of those. Mad, sad, glad, scared, and ashamed. They're just feelings. I was talking with a client this morning and she said to me, you know, one of the best things you ever said to me when I was a hot mess was feelings are just feelings and I don't have to feel guilty about them or apologize for them or feel bad about them. And that's so true. So I'm giving you permission, as I did yesterday, to have your feelings. There are days when I'm like, things are great. I'm fine. And then there are days like these tears come to me because I'm wondering what's going on. And I wonder how we're ever going to get out of this mess that we're in. So when those feelings come up, it's really important not to just avoid them and pretend that they're not there because they're not going to go away by avoiding them. Let yourself feel them it's okay. You're going to be okay. And give yourself some positive messages about those feelings. You know, some of us got negative messages in childhood about feelings. I don't want to hear what you have to say. I'll give you something to cry about. I got, uh, um, you know, a little birdie's going to come and sit on your lip. Well, I was having feelings. You don't need to be ashamed about your feelings. They're just feelings. God made us that way. He gave us feelings. Have your feelings and then move through them. Don't stay stuck there. So, you know, five to 20 minutes is usually a good time to let yourself have your feelings and then move through it and then change that up. And what you want to replace that then or follow it up with is the exercise that I walked you through yesterday in part one of Fend Off Fear. So go back and listen to that podcast. It's a great exercise and it will help flood your body once you've gotten through your feelings with positive feelings. Now, I do want to address this. If if you're going through some serious grief, like you've lost a loved one or you've lost your job or you know something horrible has happened in your life feelings do tend to come up obviously and we have to move through the grief you can't just pretend it's not there experts say grief takes two to three years to fully move through it so if something happened 10 years ago and you're still carrying around a lot of grief that means you didn't process it you didn't process it so if i can help you process through that please, please, please reach out to me. By the way, I just want to mention this right now. I'm doing 15 and 20 minute calls with people just to help get them grounded. No cost to you. Just reach out to me if you need to. Uh, you can reach me at debbie at and I would love to chat with you to help you get through this time in, in something that might be going on for you. So be sure to reach out if I can help. Grief is hard, and we are all in grief right now. Um, People have lost their jobs. My son hasn't had any kind of income for an entire month, even though he's furloughed. Wondering, is that going to come through? How am I going to pay my bills? These are hard things, and we're we're taking pay cuts. We're not seeing people we love and care about. It's a hard time. Let those feelings come, move through them, and get to the other side. In mindfulness, we realize that we always have a choice about how we respond. So what are you focusing on? Are you focusing on uh, the glass is half empty or the glass is half full? Do you focus on yourself and all that you need? Or do you focus on someone else and what their needs are? Are you always focusing on the negative Or do you pick out the positives? Hey, my husband, uh, he made breakfast for me and he made what I wanted. I'm so appreciative of that. Thank you. Focus on the positive. Now, we, we need to find balance because sometimes we just need to vent, okay? I had a great conversation with an old girlfriend yesterday and we vented about the challenges in our life right now and the challenges in the world. Whew, we got it off our chest. And then we could move forward. Sometimes we need to do that. That's okay. And I want you to know as we start to become mindful and you start to think about putting positive things in where negative things want to live, it takes time. And it's a little challenging to master. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Remember, it takes 21 days to make and break a habit. So stick with it. Changing your mindset is a mood changer it's a game changer and it will change your life in a very short time so get to work on that it's so important all right let's move on now to tool number five which is develop a positive mindset oh i'm sorry that was tool number five develop a positive mindset let's move on to tool number six which is to do gratitude we want to do gratitude to beat the blues when i thought this was really fascinating when we give and receive gratitude our brain releases two feel-good hormones dopamine and serotonin and those enhance our mood immediately there's no wait for it so ask yourself what am i grateful grateful for are you grateful for a relationship an opportunity a gift Are you simply grateful right now that you have a roof over your head and you have uh, enough money to get you through the next month? What are you grateful for? And I always encourage people to be specific. Uh, For example, not just say, I'm grateful for today. Uh, What are you grateful for about today? I'm grateful that the sun is shining and that the rain nourishes the earth. I'm grateful of the laughter that fills me of the neighborhood kids. Be specific. I'm grateful for the man that I married who made me breakfast. <laughs> Be specific of what you're grateful for. And journal it. I know people who have a gratitude journal and they, they say it's changed their lives. I have one, it gets it gets put in, written down on occasion, but mostly I speak it at night before I go to bed. So do gratitude and do it throughout the day. Again, setting yourself up for a positive, a positive mindset. And if you're a Christian, pray, right? And thank God for what he has given you. We have some hard stuff. All of us have hard stuff in our lives, right? Every single person listening to this has been through hard times. Feel it. Know that there are no surprises here. Know that God has this and he's got you and he truly is a good God. And we'll talk some more about that tomorrow or the next the next piece which is um, choose faith over fear we'll be talking about how do we do that in this time when things are hard and things are bad good stuff so remember the gratitude is necessary for your mental well-being that's tool number six moving on to tool number seven structure you know we really do need structure to bust those blues daily routine is really important in so many ways. It sets the foundation for ourselves, for our home. Uh, um, you know, the, think of a foundation of a home, if you didn't have the actual structure of a foundation of a literal home, your house would crumble. It would have nothing to stand on. And the same is true for structure in your life. Listen that has been thrown out the window hasn't it? We used to wake up at a certain time and then we'd, you know, do our workout or our devotional or we'd grab our coffee, we'd head to school, get the kids all ready, had to head them to school or we'd head to school, had to work. Then we knew how the day would go and we would we would come home, have dinner, and we we just we just knew what came next. We don't have that right now. Structure is not has not been easy to come by. Now, I want to say some of you have actually created structure in your home since we've been off. And good for you. Let me also qualify. Am I saying you have to be rigid? Absolutely not. I think rigidity isn't any fun. There will be days when you'll just stay in your pajamas, I'm guessing. Uh, But don't let that be every day. That's where we run into the problems. So make sure that you're getting dressed that you're putting on clean clothes taking a shower that you plan your meals and make your bed because I guarantee you you will you will feel different and if you like to put makeup on and do your hair do that don't just not because if you are used to doing that and you do none of that it will affect your mood you will you will notably feel kind of depressed and down and gloomy So just know that what you do with your structure makes a difference. One of the other things you want to make sure you're doing is communicating your plan with those that you live with for the day, so that they know what the plan is, particularly your kids, and that they know what your expectations are. It's so important to have expectations for one another and to know what they are. Now, if you're noticing that there's a lot of arguments or your house is messy and the dishes are piling up and the laundry is piling up, I want to make some suggestions for you because that could so easily be any of us right now. I I want to encourage you to create ground rules for your home and have expectations for everyone in the home to pull their weight and to do what it is that they need to do to make the house function. So for example, Pick up after yourself, that's a basic one. Put your dishes in the dishwasher. Don't leave them for me to wash. It's your job to rinse them out. When I used to get, but the dishwasher's clean. (laughs) I think you know where I'm going with this moms. Then unload the dishwasher, right? It's kind of like the toilet paper roll that ends up just sitting on top of the the holder instead of the person that found it taking it and replacing it and putting it back on the holder. Drives you nuts as a mom. Uh, so create ground rules and have everybody pitch in. I don't know if any of you know about Gretchen Rubin and the Happiness Project. She wrote a book on it. I loved that book. It it honestly it changed my life. It was a game changer for me. And I'll just give you three tips that she threw out that I thought were really genius. One of the things she said. Less than 30 seconds, if it takes less than 30 seconds, do it right then. Whether it's file a paper, write a bill, put a dish in the dishwasher, hang up some clothing, throw something away. If it takes less than 30 seconds, do it right then. You won't miss that time. The second tip she had was every night before bed, take 10 minutes to clean up. 10 minutes, quick. And easy and listen if you have a house full of kids have everybody do it it will teach them some good discipline it will teach them some organization in their lives and help them feel good about their environment again if I I can't remember if I mentioned this or not but your environment affects how you feel if it's messy and chaotic and and nothing's organized you're gonna feel like a mess and chaotic and very disorganized so make sure everybody pitches in and takes that 10 minutes, that 10-minute cleanup before bedtime. The third tip, close all your cupboards and your drawers after you've been in them. Just close them. Your environment makes a difference, and it's so easy to just shut those cupboards and those drawers. All right, last tool, number eight, is move it. <laughs> It reminds me of that song, you know, I like to move it, move it. Yeah, I like to move it. It's got such a great beat, doesn't it? Yeah, we we have to move our bodies. Moving our bodies gets the blood flowing and it gets oxygen to all of our cells and our brain and it gets those feel good hormones released. You have to move. Listen, I knew a psychiatrist once who would do his intake and you know, psychiatrists are medical doctors. So they're the ones who make the big bucks. He would do an intake and then he would give all of his patients the same prescription. I want you to to go walk at least 20 minutes every day. I'll see you in a month. That was it. Because moving your body makes all the difference in the world. My dog has recently been so energetic. It's been amazing to me. And what's different? Well, it's spring and we're getting outside and she's running around and we're taking walks whereas when it's you know minus 20 we're not feeling much like doing too much outside but we're outside again and i can even notice it in my dog she's just happier so make sure that you're moving your body it doesn't matter what you do if you're quarantined it's even more important that you're paying attention and making sure that you're moving your body so here's some ideas for you if you, you know, boys, a lot of times you'll find them wrestling on the ground, right? So maybe that's their gig. Or what about having a line dance party, a dance party, play the Wii. I think the Wii is still a thing. We used to do like downhill skiing. I think that was a decade ago though. It might be upgraded from that, (laughs) but do something to move your body. You can find stuff online. I know you can hide and seek or twister. If you can get outside, even in your yard, play, kick the can or capture the flag. If you can really get outside, you could take up golfing. That's not super intense, but it's moving your body and you're out in the fresh air, which makes all the difference in the world. Along with being out in the sunshine and getting that D3 don't put on the sunscreen, just go get some D3. It's good for your body or a frisbee golf. That's a really fun thing. You can set up your own frisbee golf course in your backyard. If you're into it, walk, run, jog, or work out. Listen, last week I went to Walmart and got a big box of sidewalk chalk. And when I came home, the neighbor kids came over and we made a huge obstacle course with the chalk. We used hopscotch and twirls and frog jumps and long jumps. Be creative, do whatever looks like fun. I've seen people even take their lawn furniture and set up an obstacle course where they have to go up and down and hit a ball and all kinds of fun things. So get creative, but move your body. It's so important. That is tip number eight. Well, that wraps up part two of the of "If this is my new normal what's next that's a mouthful. <laughs> Bust those blues is what part two was. And I gave you five tips for your Thrive Toolbox today because previously in Fend Off Fear, I'd given you the first three. So we're starting with tip number four, which is stay connected, either virtually or physically with those in your presence. Those 20 second hugs are amazing. They just, again, start to release all those feel good hormones. That's what this is all about. Stay connected. Number five, choose a positive mindset. Remember, We're in charge of what we think, of what we think and of what comes out of our mouth. Are we thinking positively or negatively? Is the glass half empty or half full? Number six is do gratitude throughout the day. Be thankful of the things that you're grateful for. Look at the people that you're sharing your four walls with and look at them and do gratitude. Give them a compliment. Tell them something you love about them. Number seven is to be sure you have some structure in your life. It's so easy not to right now and it will affect your mood. Number eight and the last one is move it, move it, move it, move it. All right. Well, part three is choose faith over fear. That probably won't air until Saturday. I really hope to have these up and going. But when you're solo and doing all this stuff yourself, it takes a long time. So Choose Faith Over Fear will air on Saturday. Be looking for that. I'm so excited for you to have those two very important tools to add to your Thrive Toolbox. Listen, I have a secret to tell you. God is not surprised by this. He's not. And we shouldn't be either. On Saturday, prepare for your mind to be blown. You don't want to miss it. And if you haven't listened to part one, fend off fear, make sure you go to goodbypass.com. That's goodbypast.com. And click on the podcast tab at the top of the page and it'll take you right to my podcasts. And you can find me also, as I said before, on 12 different platforms, including Spotify, Apple, Google, and Anchor. All right, well, till next time, be well, stay safe, use the tools in your Thrive toolbox. So you don't just survive through this pandemic, but you thrive through it. Hey, thanks for stopping by today. Make sure you subscribe to our show. And if you liked this episode, please leave me a review so that we can continue to bring good quality guests. If you want more from me, just go to goodbyepast.com and you'll find wisdom, tools, and inspiration to help you say goodbye to your past and hello to purpose. Join us again next week for more tips and insights that help you get through life's challenges.